This is Sabrina Marie, host of the Building Abundant Success Series. Our primetime mastermind that promotes empowered focus, decisive action, and inspired outcome. Our spotlight, entrepreneurship, economic empowerment, networking, and wealth building in the 21st century. And tonight, we're focusing on the word communication. It is so important, and it happens in our everyday lives. We just don't realize it, whether we're talking on the phone, talking with family members, coworkers, neighbors, you name it. The words you use and how you use them, uh, fluently, passively, forcefully, fluently. <laughs> anyway, we have an awesome guest tonight. His name is James Malinchak. He's one of the top speakers in the country. He's been featured in the movie Pass It On and, yes, the Young Entrepreneur Society. He's also been an associate editor for the Chicken Soup for the Soul series, college and sports series. And um, just an all-around wonderful guy. I had a great time with this interview, learning and gleaning some information, and you're going to get a wealth of information from him. Enjoy. I was looking up public speaking And um, I found this to be so true in public speaking as in any form of communication. There are five basic elements which often express who's saying what to whom and what medium and who it affects, you know. Who are you affecting? Uh, Who are you speaking to? And the purpose of public speaking can range from simply transmitting information to motivating people to act to simply telling a story. Uh, Good orators should be able to change the emotion of their listeners, not just inform them. Public speaking can also be considered a discourse community. Interpersonal communication and public speaking have several components that embrace such things as motivational speaking, leadership and personal development, business, customer service, large groups communication, and mass communication. Public speaking, it can be a powerful tool to use for the purpose, purpose such as uh, motivating people, influencing, persuasion, informing, translation, or simply entertaining. Uh, a motivational speaker or an inspirational speaker is considered a professional speaker who makes speeches intended to lift up or motivate their audiences. And tonight I wanted to bring you uh, what is what someone who's considered one of the top speakers right now in the country, uh, James Malinchek, uh, he's delivered over 2,500 motivational presentations to conferences and meetings worldwide. And uh, you may have seen him recently in Pass It On. You may have also seen him also in the Yes movie, USA Today, the Wall Street Journal, and several hundred other uh, public co- communication places. James, are you on the line? I am. How are hey. you? Hey! How you doing? I was just listening to your great intro on public speaking and how great it is. A, a lot of people get... Uh, started speaking uh, without really knowing they're actually getting started. And, you know, you mentioned something about fear. And let me tell you something. I've done, you know, I think now we're, uh, we stopped calculating. It's about 2,200 presentations. You know, I've, I've been blessed to do a lot of talks, and I'm still nervous every time I get up. Well, you know, it didn't start that way from the room. Were you a very talkative child? Uh, let's see. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> hey, some people, some mothers say, hey, you know, they never stop talking. They never stop talking. I, um, uh, in talking about the, you know, the introduction, 
You're right. Um, in terms of speaking, it's one of the best paid professions, and probably people don't realize that. I did not realize people actually got paid to speak until I worked for that presidential appointee I told you about. I didn't realize that people were getting paid big money to do the speaking. Well, I wasn't being paid. (laughs) She she was. (laughs) 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 You know, so uh, I said, well, gee, now, if I don't want to become an attorney, which is, you know, speaking, orating, hey, I want to do this. Right. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Uh, I I had no clue when I started that... They paid people like us and would pay anybody listening to tell your story or tell about your experience or your qualifications or your ideas or strategies that help people, whatever that might be. It's actually a big, big, huge market that they are paying people for, and and I actually have some bad news for anyone that's listening, and that is this. I don't care what your your type of inspirational story is or what kind of message you have. Someone's getting paid to deliver just about the same thing right now that you're you're talking one on one to somebody for for free. Mm. You know, so that's that was my first introduction into uh, speaking was I did seventy or eighty some for free because I never knew that they actually paid people to do this stuff. Oh my my. Where are you from, James? What's your background, and uh, how did you ease your way into learning about speaking? Let's start from the beginning. You, sure. Well, what kind I, of uh, kid were you? What kind of junior high or high schooler were you? I grew up in a very small steel mill town outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, called Manesson, Pennsylvania, a real, real tiny town of about, I think it's about 6,000 folks. And I was not a good student at all. I was what you would call a C student, and that was see your way through school. <laughs> and um uh you know mom was a housewife and uh dad worked in the steel mill for oh 30 some years and uh I, I so it wasn't like i was ever exposed to speaking or public speaking i took a basketball scholarship out of high school to the university of cincinnati and then uh, i ended up transferring and playing college basketball in hawaii and i, I blew my knee out so after I blew my knee out, I started looking uh, for Plan B, and my dream career, if you will, was to be a stockbroker. Well, everybody told me I couldn't get that job, and nobody would hire me, and I was too young and wet behind the ears and no experience, and, and they're probably right. But finally, I just said, you know what, the heck with it. I'm just going to go and do it. And I figured out all these unique ways to package market and sell myself to employers and to make a long story short i was um i offered three positions three months before graduation with the company i wanted to work for in three different cities and uh specifically the three cities were in the area at the time southern california where i wanted to move to and here's the thing about it and i'll get to the how i got into public speaking in a second because this all kind of relates to it Um, I I didn't have the best qualifications. I was not a great student. I was a C student. No matter how hard I tried, I still just, you know, didn't crack it to be a great student. And um, I had all these things against me, but I landed this job. And so it hit me one day while I was in school, before graduation, there needs to be a book like this for students like me, the average everyday student who has a dream of landing a certain job, what I call your dream job, but 
everybody kind of tells them it can't be done because of whatever, fill in the blank. So I finally, and I said it needs to be written by somebody like them, like the kids, mm-hmm. meaning like me. And I said, well, I'm going to write the book then because everything I found was written by, you know, some guy up in some office who had 97 PhDs after his name. And, you know, and I just said, well, that stuff's not real for what kids go through. So I said, I just went through it, and I'm going to write the book. So I did, and I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I wrote this book. I had no clue how to write a book. Um, but I just knew I had a message that I needed to get out to help young people. Long story short, when I finally figured out how you actually write a book and self-publish it, um, a revelation happened that changed my life. One day, the bill showed up for the books. (laughs) And I realized something. No one gives a darn about your bills but you and the people you owe. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And so I got all these books, and I felt really good, but I had this, like, you know, $3,000 bill or whatever it was at the time, and I didn't have any money. And so I thought, well, I got this book for college kids. Maybe I can just start speaking at some of the local colleges and maybe, you know, the kids will buy my book. So I didn't know what I was doing, so I just called these colleges up and I was like calling the janitor's office and <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. I was doing everything wrong. <laughs> and finally I somehow got a professor on the phone. And the minute I told him I had done this book for kids, even though it was self-published, he was like, wow, why don't you come speak to my class? So I went and spoke for his class. There were about, oh, I think there were about 20 kids there, and 10 of them ended up buying a book for $10 after. And I'm not kidding, Sprint. I went out in the in the bathroom, and I looked around, and nobody was in there, and I started jumping up and down because I couldn't believe I made 100 bucks. <laughs> wow. And I but see, up, but you made that hundred bucks, and that gave you a great feeling that wow, I'm onto something. Oh my gosh! And then I went on to do it like seventy or eighty times for free before a guy came up to me at a college and said, you know, I, I was still speaking for free, but I was selling my book. I'd sell three here and five there, and you know, if I had a good day, I'd sell ten or twelve. And you know, to me, that was just fantastic. Right? I, I couldn't believe somebody wanted to know my stuff. <laughs> <You know? laughs> And uh, then a guy came up to me after I'd given a talk, and he said, do you know that our school pays people to come in and do what you just did for free? Wow. I was like, buddy, why didn't you tell me before I spoke? I would have maybe charged you something. (laughs) (laughs) And that was the big two-by-four in the head. And when he said that, you know, I'm I'm pretty good. You only need to hit me with a two-by-four in the head one time, and I get it. And I thought, wow, well, let me go f- try and figure this out. And and I did. It started with the college market, and then it led to speaking for teenagers, and then it led to speaking for corporations and associations. And next thing you know, 2,200-some talks later, and I'm on a phone call. You're interviewing me, and we're teaching your people. <laughs> well, amen for that. You know, um, speaking in general, just getting up before people, whether it be on a stage in front of a microphone or, yeah. you know, a group, most people, that's what they they fear, yet they can talk for hours on the phone or talk jive with their friends or people that they want to impress. But right. it's, it's something about being in that spotlight. What is that? I mean, what have you found since uh, you've been at this for a while? 
Why is that? Because I've seen people, they speak great, and then all of a sudden you're, you put them on the stage, they're stuttering, they're stammering, and sure. it's like, wait a minute, that's not the same person. Well, let me give you, uh, you know, because I've, I've done a lot of, you know, I, I do these um, these trainings now, these seminars where we got one coming up in December, we'll have 400 speakers or, or people who want to be speakers there. And if anybody wants to see it, they can go to www.bigmoneyspeaker.com. But uh, I, I, so I've trained a lot of people, and I've really studied this now. And I've also it all started with me. See, everything I share with people, anything I might share on this call with your folks, it all started with me out of necessity because I had to fix it, if you will, in myself. Mm-hmm. And I, I everything I share now and teach now, I, I do because I had to do it for me. You know, it wasn't like I decided to teach this stuff to people. I I was doing it all for me. And because I had success, people started asking me, well, how would you do this, that, or the other? So that's how the whole teaching part started for me, like teaching other folks. I, I want everybody to understand, I, I started, and I still am today, a speaker where I get paid to deliver my story and my message. I never, I, I'm not like a lot of these people that woke up one day and decided to go teach something they've never done. Oh, amen. <laughs> you know? <laughs> we know so, a lot of those. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, I just want everybody to have a frame of reference of where I come from when I share this stuff. So here's what I've found that will help folks. Number one, um, people think that when you stand up in front of a group, you all of a sudden have to go into this performer mode. Mm. You know, I'm on stage now. I've got to be someone different. No, listen to me. You've spent your entire life being you. Why would you change now? Because you want to speak. <laughs> mhm. It's very true. Yeah, you know, we think that okay, I'm up on stage now. Now I got to walk in a V and I got to use hand gestures and I mean, Sabrina, let me tell you something. I have fallen off of three stages. <laughs> okay. Oh my my. I flub words all the time. I don't care. It's not about being a professional orator, it's about being human. And nobody wants to see heroes and legends and professional orators. They want to see average, everyday people. They want to listen to average, everyday people who got a story of hope and inspiration and overcoming something or strategies or experience. That's what they want. They want you to stand up and be you. So the first way I think you overcome fear is realize it's not about flipping the switch and becoming somebody you're not. It's about just being you. Otherwise, they wouldn't have asked you to speak. Exactly. And that you makes you unique from everybody else who's telling the same kind of motivational or inspirational stories. Okay, mm. It's you, your background, your history. So that's what I always tell people is put more of you into it. Okay, I'm not saying that you shouldn't always try to improve, but don't think like you have to be this professional speaker or orator. It is nothing about that. I have, just to give you an idea, I have... No master's degree. I don't have a, uh, any kind of uh, higher academic degrees after my or letters after my name. I don't have any speaking designations from any speaker associations whatsoever, and I've never won any ribbons in any speech contest. Mm. Okay, and I make more money as a speaker delivering stuff that I love that helps people than 99.9 percent of the people out there who call themselves speakers. 
Um, and I'm glad you brought that up. That is so powerful. I'm glad you've brought because many people, they are blinded, and I think right now the tide is turning in the country where uh, it used to be you had to have these high credentials. Mm. And people truly want to. If you look at where the money is going in terms of not just personal development, right. not just look at commercials. Look at who they're catering to in magazines. They're they're catering to people who look like the everyday person a lot more than they even did three to five years ago. I agree. You're absolutely right. Um, You you know, so you got to remember, just be yourself. Be Mm -hmm. you. Uh, I was actually there's a TV show on right now, a reality TV show uh, that's hosted by Joan Rivers. It's called "So How'd You Get So Rich?" And uh, I am the only motivational speaker in the world they selected to be on that show. I was on last Wednesday, Joan Rivers interviewing me. Mm-hmm. And, and I told her, and one of the reasons they had me on is, just to kind of put this in, and this is not to say, well, look at me, but it's kind of to put it in a frame of reference that if you have a story and you have a message and you would like to get paid for that and do what I call make big money as a speaker, it's not about the degrees and all that. She, had, she, she asked me this question, and I told her, I said, well, Joan, I've made a million dollars in two hours as a speaker. She said, what? I said, I made a million dollars in two hours as a speaker. Mm-hmm. Now, that had nothing to do with my degrees. Now, I'm not right. saying that if you have those degrees that you shouldn't utilize them or if you have certifications, you play the hands you're dealt. The thing I want everyone to know, because it stops a lot of people and they kind of get scared and that fear develops, well, I don't have that degree or... I haven't gotten certified by speaker groups, and I haven't gotten a certificate. So what? I haven't either. Okay? And the other thing I think that will help people stop their fear is folks ask me all the time, what do you speak about in front of a group of five or 50 or 5,000 or you know, I did 12,000 people not too long ago in an arena? And I said, look, I tell the group the same thing I would tell my niece or my nephew if we were sitting down on my couch and they asked me, what it takes to be successful. I said, my stories in that don't change when I go up there because I'm just me. I'm not a performer. I'm just me. And and why wouldn't I tell someone one-on-one, like my niece or my nephew, the same thing that I would tell a whole group? Right. 